Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Well, I was all right. I was a bit miserable today. Oh, why? Well, you know, just nothing exciting happens. Oh. And then I found... The Museum of Failure. Oh, where's that? It's in Sweden, but they're touring America at the minute. And you weren't in Sweden or America. How did you discover it? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Obviously, that wasn't a failure then, was it? So I'm going to tell you a bit about that. The old Museum of Failure. I'd like to hear that. You haven't heard of that before, have you? I've never heard of it. I know there's a Museum of Curiosities. But the Museum of Failure, you think, is more interesting? Failure's good, isn't it? You have to fail every now and then to improve, I suppose. And I'm guessing we're so good at it, they've made a museum. <laughs> yes. Right then, so, uh, I suppose you better say welcome back. Welcome back, Stacey. Welcome back, Mum. It's Series uh, 3. It's Series 3. We're back with a bang. I think I've got nits. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of scratching. Oh, all over or just on your head? Yeah, mostly on my head. Okay, fine. Because I don't want to know that you've been sleeping with tramps or rats again. Uh, My toe was itching earlier. I've got no fur on my toe, so it can't be nits, can it? No, it can't be nits. Unless you've been scrunching your feet in kid's hair again. (sighs) Okay, (laughs) I'm all right now. I'm back in the room. So, we're going to have a bit of a question, loosely, based around this episode. The The question on this episode is, what would you do with £100,000? And you can't give it away. No, you can't save it. You can't save it, and you can't donate it to a charity. No. Like any of those things was going to happen. Yeah, do you know what? I've asked the, the Twitter sphere and our listeners, and not one person has said they'd give it to charity or save it i'm so glad we've got that sort of fan base why don't we play the jingle and everyone can have a little think about what they're going to do with the money do it now let's go deep from the jungle of the african congo to the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow you'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rapture <laughs> Mum, before we start asking this question about £100,000, I'm interested in the Museum of Failure. Yeah, but I'm more interested in the woman who bought a bra in Primark. Uh, lots of people buy bras in Primark. All right, so I've got to read you this Natalie Brayshaw from Glasgow. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale. Okay. So she says she went into Primark in Glasgow. She sees a bra. She decides she likes it and she goes to buy it. Standard. Okay. And so she went to pay for it. Yeah. And then she learned something truly disturbing. They came back. I haven't got a price ticket on it, so the supervisor took it. And she came back and she said, "Yeah, this isn't ours, it's a swap. Oh. Someone has shoplifted a bra and left theirs here. So I just thinking, how bad's that? So somebody has seen an old, an old skanky bra on a hanger and thought, oh yeah, that's for me. It's better than the one I've got on now. I mean, that's nasty, isn't it? Gross. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? 
with wellies where we are, obviously, with the gardening fraternity. People come and change their wellies? Well, they don't. They leave their old skanky trainers or something. And walk out in wellies? They leave the trainers on the shelf where the wellies were. Yeah. Or they slip a pair of flip-flops once. <laughs> yeah, you have to garden with your life when Glastonbury's on. Oh, no. But, yeah, we don't sell bras. Unless gardening bras become a big fashion thing. Oh, yeah, well, a gardening bra is a different thing. That's got, like, you keep your secateurs and things in that. Yeah, a little pocket for seeds. You just shake shake your bosoms and then you can spread the seeds around. Like that. I've got you some seeds. Right. I've got you some nice ones, I think. It's about 20 packets. Oh. I know. I thought you'd be happy. I'll prepare my bra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Primark bras. I'm just wondering how skanky her bra was for thinking that somebody else's skanky bra was nicer. Yeah, she'd say, oh, I could do with an upgrade. I can't do a Scottish accent. Okay, I could do with an upgrade. Okay, Nelly, you're looking for a new bra, Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to tell you then, we are going to the Museum of Failure. (laughs) This is the largest museum in the world just dedicated to failure. Okay. So this is in... um, Helsingborg in Sweden and it's at the Dunkers Culture House. Okay. And it opens in March this year again. They failed to open during the winter. (laughs) And what sort of failures? It hosts everything. It has everything related to failure. Okay. So like innovative like bikes that failed, hoovers that failed. Right. There is a a place there where they've got their own failed microbrewery where you can try all the failed beers. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. I can imagine the sort of beers that fail. Uh there is a famous classical pianist who gives a continual concert of failed music. Okay. But he's not a failed pianist. No, no, but he's just playing the failures. I wonder what counts as a failure. Uh, There is a restaurant there that has a tasting menu of all the dishes that have failed. Oh, God, I can imagine they've got, like, snot spaghetti and things like that. Well, yeah. Breast milk rice pudding. So uh, there's just lots of things. I mean, it's just... There are plenty of things that have failed, haven't there? Yeah, it'd be the biggest museum in the world. They've got the museum itself. Yeah. And then they have a touring unit, which at the moment is touring America, because there's so much failure. Uh, And you can buy all sorts of stuff there in the gift shop, T-shirts, that sort of stuff. And there's successful gift shop or failing gift shop? I don't know, but the T-shirts are like 50 quid. Oof. Fairly successful, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just thought, how strange was that? It's an interesting concept. It's almost to celebrate failure. Um, They actually want to know if you can think of any failures or if you've got any ideas for failures, like the microbrewery or the restaurant. But I was thinking, sort of, would the penny farthing be a failure? Oh, I don't know. Or that hobby horse bike. I don't know. I'm just having a look at the website now and they've got 
Google Glass as a failure. They got what? Google Glass. It was glasses that Google made that had like a camera in them and you could see the internet in one in the lens of the glass. Oh, right, okay. I have actually tried to use them. We tried to use them to record operations and uh, it's terrible. Was that a failure? <laughs> yeah, it was a complete failure. We spent a lot of money on them as well. But the, the camera didn't look where you were looking. So it was above your eyesight. So if you wanted to record what you were looking at, you had to look like down at your chest in order for it to look forward. It was really stupid. Well, I also I thought, um, what about Betamax? That's a failure because VHS took over, didn't it? Yeah. And if I remember rightly, VHS won because VHS allowed pornography. (gasps) That's not right, is it? As far as I'm aware, they didn't have porno films on Betamax. They had them on VHS and that's why VHS took off. Anyway, I just thought, wouldn't it be interesting to see all of that all together? I'm just wondering what people would have in their own failure museum. Yeah, our listeners can send us some suggestions on what they think are epic failures, what they would put in the museum. So that would be good. So it would be brilliant if they do the world tour and come here. So we need to find out. We'll keep you posted about when the Museum of Failure is, uh, is coming. Hits the UK. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'll be there. Rough Giraffe field trip. Oh, yeah. We'll film it as well as doing uh, the podcast. A failure special. (laughs) I think that's all of our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be our worst one. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. So, what have you got then on your list for today? From failure, we'll move to a little bit of success and we'll talk about what you would do if you had £100,000. Oh, no. Have we had anybody contact us? Oh, loads of people. But okay. the reason we, we chose £100,000 is because it's not enough to, like, live forever. You're not going to give up everything forever to live on it. But it's enough no. to make... Make a few differences in life. Can't really buy a house with that. No, a few people have said they would pay towards a house. Most of them use seventy-five to 80000 of it towards a house. Okay. So it's a decent amount and then you're left with twenty to 25000 to do whatever else you want with it. What would you do with £100,000? Well, I've had a think about it. Yeah. Obviously, I'd upgrade on me. Oh, my God. Oh, things just got a little bit exotic. Is, is that your creeping music? <laughs> We're just going to play that one out, yeah? Let's just keep going, okay. What's playing? It's me next article. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like when you're in Spain. You're just going to have Spanish music in the background all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get one of those flamingo guitarists. There are a lot of flamingos where you're moving to. so They do flamingo dancing and everything where they bang about on the table. The flamingos have some castanets, do they? No, not the flamingos don't. It's just what... Oh, no, not flamingo. What? my thing flamenco flamenco yeah <laughs> it's like the same but without the flamingos yeah exactly so what would i do with hundred thousand pound i can have 287 
good vajazzles. Oh, okay. All right. How long would that last you? Oh, all the rest of my life. How often do you have to... You have one a month, don't you? I'll be long dead before they all run out. And would you go for the same sort of pattern of vajazzle each time or are you going to go for a different one? No, no, I'll go through the entire book and then when I'm feeling exotic like Christmas, I'll get... My my knees vajazzled and that. Uh, nijazzled. Nijazzles, yeah. Is that all your money gone? No, well, no. Yeah, that'll be my money gone. Or the other option is to have a facelift. Okay. I'm going to have to have one from the ankles up. <laughs> and then I'm going to be left with rather a large ponytail. Because of how much you're pulling up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's that ponytail made of? Well, I'll put an air extension on it. Okay. And then the only problem I've got, and you're a doctor, so you might be able to sort this out, my belly button's going to be somewhere around my throat. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to look like I've had one of them tracheostomies. You can get a piercing in your belly button, and it'll make it look pretty. What, when it's around my neck? Yeah. I just thought I might wear one of those velvet scarves. Oh, slinky, okay. I'm just worried about, like, sucking in fluff. Would I still get belly button fluff? From a velvet scarf, most definitely. Oh, okay then. I'm going to have to be careful. You can um, hire someone to hoover it out for you on a regular basis. (laughs) I think by the time they've done that facelift... Yes. There's not going to be a lot of change left. Oh, okay. Uh, The only other thing I thought of doing was... Getting an occasional very buff black man. Right. To come and drink Diet Coke in work with his top off. Okay. How much do you think that would cost at a time? I don't think I'd be able to get him to come many times, but it'd be funny if he just came in and sat down by me and just did the Diet Coke (laughs) thing. I don't want you to work all day. Would Would you sing the song? Oh, yeah. Want you to be? I'd just be wiping him down with a damp cloth. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could probably get him at two hundred quid a time. Do you think so? You could probably the first time you'd probably only pay fifty pounds, but I think he might up his fee for the second time. Depends if you're spitting on that damp cloth. Well, hang on a minute. I've got fifty quid. So if there's anybody out there wants to come and do me diet, be me diet coke man. Are you going to provide the Coke? Yeah, oh God, yeah. And it'll be very cold. Do you want this now or do you want to wait till summer? Oh, I don't know. I'm getting a bit excited now thinking about it. <laughs> okay, if there's anyone out there who wants to, for 50 quid, go and walk around a garden centre with their top off drinking Coca-Cola. I'm pretending that they like me. Oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> Is that going to be more money? That's £75. Pounds. Oh, Hang on then. We might have to wait a bit. I think we might have to set up a Patreon and get people to donate. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right then. So, that's what I do with my money. There's no point in doing anything useful with it. Not really. I mean, if I actually had £100,000, I would go and try and set up some for me Pedenkos. What's Pedenko? Pedenko? Pedenkos. What's Pedenkos? Pedenkos. Me Spanish dogs what get treated like rubbish. Ah. I can't talk about them because they make me cry. I'm trying okay. to raise money for them. 
There's a lady in Spain that looks after them and I send her a bit of money, but I feel like, I don't know, I should turn the cave house into somewhere where they can live. You have a bit of a kindred spirit because I met a, a young lady called Julia in a pub who is a fan of the podcast. Yes. And she was talking about a cat's home which was based in like an old country house. Right. Called Catsington. Uh-huh. And they like different wings of the house had different ages of cats. So you had older cats in the west wing and the kittens in the east wing. And then is this a real thing? Well, she made it sound like a real thing. And I've tried to Google it. And I can't find it. So she'd had a few drinks. I'm wondering whether this was just her dream. Like she wanted to set it up. What did you ask her what she'd do with her hundred thousand pounds? Yes. And she said, Catsington. And she said Catsington about 20 times before I said, what on earth is Catsington? And then she told me. So she would help out cats that needed rehoming and she'd have them in a big country house, which is nice. Yeah, it's all right. But the smell of the piss makes your eyes water after a while. <laughs> yeah, you need you need a few people to be cleaning that up. Right. So what else we got? I was looking up what you could buy for £100,000. Right. To buy a friend for a year <gasps> costs £96,000. I haven't got a friend. You could buy one for for a year. It would cost you £96,000. Okay, hang on a minute. Uh, how do you get to buy a friend? There's a website. And it just says buy a friend? Yes, and then you pick the one you want. <sighs> and what do they do for the £96,000 then? Hang around with you, talk to you on social media, go out with you if you like to cinema, food, um, tell people that they're your friend. I think that's the important one, isn't it? It's just a shame that if you don't actually like them, you end up spending all this money on them. Yeah, you see, there is a reason why I haven't got any friends when I've got to this age. I'm a bit fussy. I just can't be bothered to talk to people, really. That's what it is. And I've got you lot. I don't need friends. Oh, that's sad. Why? I've got my kids. Uh, I don't need any friends. <laughs> well. To be fair, I don't really think I've got that many either. I'm not a sort of person. No. It takes up too much effort. And they want to share your food and everything. They want me to leave the house in the evening. They just want to wander around and have a cup of tea with you. It's disgusting. I know. Okay, other things you can get for £100,000. You can get a handmade carousel, so you could set up a carousel in your garden. Ooh, all right then. Like the horses. Yeah. And you can get a jetpack. A what? A jetpack. So you put like a jetpack on your back and you go flying off around the, oh, in the skies. Oh, i tell you what that reminds me. You said jet. That Brett you did an interview with. Rhett. Rex, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rhett. Rex. Rhett. Red. You have to get his name right sometime. Rhett rhymes with jet. Rex. Rex. <laughs> Rex? Yes, Rhett from Brain Trust Brothers podcast. I did an interview with him. Yeah, you did. I, I liked it. It was nice. I, I enjoyed talking to him. Yeah, so that was good. I'd not heard of him before, but I've put him on my listen to list. So uh, he's he's got to keep the standard up now. Yeah, he's got to he's got to keep up with the high profile guests. Yeah, obviously he's not asked me yet. Well, I think he's a little nervous. Is he? He should be. He's working his way up. He hasn't quite reached 
reached the heady heights of mum yet. <laughs> yeah, well. So I thought it was a very good interview. Ah, oh, well, I'd say thank you to Rhett. Yeah, thank you, Rex. That was lovely. So everybody should go and check it out on the Brain Trust Brothers podcast. Has he got a brother? I don't know, actually. Because then they, if he hasn't got, if he hasn't got a brother, Brett, that's a stupid name. Oh, it's a good job he's not interviewing you. Why? Because you'd just be like, we choose that name for Brett. <laughs> hey, Rex. What's all this about? I don't remember your name. Why should I remember anybody else's? No, exactly. I mean... You walked up to me the other month and I had to look at you for three seconds before I'd realised who you were. And that was you being pretty quick. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I remember Andrew come to see me in hospital and I thought he'd come to change me catheter. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. So, we had a few people saying what they would buy with the 100,000 and I'll tell you some of my favourites okay so Rob said he'd buy a submarine and go and live in the sea or buy an underwater house yeah well he he just needs to go some low lying area somewhere that's low down in the country Somerset levels will do it buy a house there they're fairly cheap yeah about twice a year they'll be underwater. And he said with any leftover money, he'd train parrots to go to Tesco's for shopping. Carrots? Parrots. Oh, a parrot. Yeah. Okay. I can't I can't see how they would be able to carry much, though. You might as well just get it delivered. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe they just go to do the click and collect thing. They, they have to get out of the water to be able to use the internet. Parrots can't swim. Can't they? It's going to have to train puffins. Can they fly? No, but they can carry lots of fish in their beak. That's pelicans. My bingo wings look like pelicans. How many fish can you carry in them? So they were doing swans, you know, the lads that were. Yeah. And I said, I can do a bird. Look at that. It's a pelican. And they agreed. It was a very good pelican. And Carla. Oh, hello, Carla. See, I can get the names right sometimes. Carla said she'd take a few years off working. Well, I'd definitely do that. You, you would. You'd take at least six months off. From the podcast Things Wrong With Things, they said that they would buy a puppy army. You know what an army of puppies is, don't you? What? That would be soon an army of poopies. What would you do with an army of puppies, though? Are you trying to attack with cuteness? Are you going to uh, change them every month so that they stay to be puppies? I don't know the logistics of it. I think you'd run out of money quite quickly. You would. It's going to be a very short-lived thing. Yes, I think so. What are they going to do with them when they're not puppies? That's what I'm worried about. Then you've got a big angry dog army. Yeah. See, that's not good, is it? No, I don't like the idea of a dog army. That sounds mean. A puppy army is fine. Right, okay. What else? I was looking up to see which celebrities we might be able to hire for £100,000. So, what celebrities can we get for £100,000 then? You can get Simon Cowell. He's £100,000. What about H from Steps? I think you might be able to get maybe... 
20 of H from Steps. What about uh, Michael Bolton? Ooh, that's a good one. He's not on this list. Someone like Brian Blessed. How much do you think Brian Blessed will cost you for an evening? 60,000. Brian Blessed will cost you 6,500 pounds. Is that all? Yes. How long's that for? For an evening. Oh. If you want him to take his top off and drink Diet Coke, it might cost more. Okay, I'll think about it. And what else? Someone like Dion Warwick? No. How much? 50,000. I thought, going to say, there's not going to be 6,000, is it? No. Bare Naked Ladies? <sighs> How much? 75,000. Yeah, okay. So... They're, they're asking quite decent rates, considering I haven't heard the Bare Naked Ladies for a while. Oh, gosh. Taylor Swift, we can't afford, I'm afraid. Thank God for that. Taylor Swift is a million. I do quite like Taylor Swift, but I'm going to have to let her go. You can get four Ed Sheerans for the same price as a Taylor Swift. Okay. You could get Barbara Windsor. <gasps> I love Barbara Windsor. Barbara Windsor's going to cost you £5,000. No, is that all? I bet she's very popular at 5000 a throw. You could get Christopher Biggins for 5000 I love Christopher Biggins. Barbara Windsor for five yeah. grand. You can have Brian Blessed. <gasps> you could have a party with them all there. Oh, my goodness. If you want someone like Dame Tanny Gray Thompson, former Paralympian. She'll cost you 8000 She could be quite interesting. Very interesting. John Craven? Do you want John Craven at your party? Oh, I'd love him. 10000 plus travel costs. He's always got to get in there with the travel costs. If you want Michaela Strachan and Chris Packham, Michaela will cost you three and a half grand and Chris will cost you two. That seems ridiculous. I'm having a party at Packham's. <laughs> Can he have his poodle as well? Come. Uh, another fifty pounds for that. Couldn't you have a really brilliant party if you could get them all to come together? I think. I think for a hundred thousand, you could have a, a a fun. Yeah, you could have a fun party. I've worked out you could probably get ten to fifteen guests, celebrity guests there. You need a bit of money to buy the food and stuff. Yeah, you probably only need half a dozen. Really good guess. Yes. The thing is, yeah. you'd sell tickets for the party. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that would be a nice thing to do for charity. So that you could raise some money for charity without actually giving it away. I suppose so. I suppose it's a way of getting around the charity thing. So that's what we're doing. So that's £100,000 then. Yeah, just buy a load of uh, BBC TV celebrities and panto actors with with a Paralympian chucked in. It's time for... Uh, rough Giraffe. So, um, I would like to put forward today for a birthday. Oh, okay. For Elizabeth Blackwell. Okay. Now, you might not know Elizabeth Blackwell, but because of her, you're a doctor. Oh, did she pay for me to go to university? Did she sit my exams for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> she was born in Bristol in 1821, and today, yeah, February the 3rd, while we're recording this... 
would be her 197th birthday. She doesn't look a day over 130. So she was born in Bristol and she was the first female in America to have a medical degree. Right. And she was the first female to have her name entered in the British General Medical Council's register. Oh. And her, her sister was the third woman. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's nice. So she had a, she had a medical, medical degree in both the United States and Britain. And Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, when was she a doctor? I don't know. <laughs> but I was going to tell you... Yeah. That she set up the London School of Medicine for Women. Mm. And she actually won the right for women to be able to take medical medical degrees in Britain. And I'm sure it still took a while for them to actually accept them. Oh, yes. Yeah, she only got into the general medical uh, register because of a loophole in the system where um, if you came to practice in the UK and you'd got your degree, your yeah, somewhere else, yeah, uh, before a certain date, you could sign on to the register. Ah, okay. They set up. The National Health Society in America in 1871, which was supposed to benef- uh, educate the public on healthy eating and all that. Yeah. And she came up with a motto that's still used today, prevention is better than cure. Ah. Okay. It's a very common phrase. Yeah, so I just thought that you might like to know that Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell was the first lady on the on the register. Well, happy birthday, Liz. She campaigned for women for 25 years to get on the register, and when she died there was in 1887, there was still only about 20 women doctors in Britain. And look at you everywhere now. Well, yeah, I can't move for you. I think um I think there's more than half of graduates are a female in medicine nowadays. Isn't that strange how that's changed? Yeah, it is. And so many more women are now going into specialties that were traditionally for men. So uh, orthopedics is always always a male orientated specialty. There's lots more women going into that. So we're taking over. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of that wonky cat? He looks like an any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky cat. Do you want to speak to Kipper? I want to know how Kipper is. Well, we can get him in here. Let me just call him Kipper. Come on in. He's not had a he's not had a great time of it of late. No, I know. How are they? They're all right, actually. So this was a strange virus that they picked up before when they were very little, before you even had them. Before we even got them, they got the virus, and it attacks the enamel in their teeth. So they had to have all his teeth out. And Kipper had all of them except his. his they left behind on Kipper. They left behind. T- three of his canines and his little tiny incisors at the front so he's got only got front teeth okay okay does that look in a horrible way yeah it does it does i love those little tiny teeth so how are you feeling kipper 
Oh, he sounds a bit funny with his teeth out, doesn't he? He does. He, I, that's, I don't want to tell him he's got this. <laughs> oh. All right, we're going to have to get used to that. No, no, Kipper, you sound fine. You sound fine. It's just, uh, it's, uh, I think it's quite sexy in a sort of way. If you could see him, you wouldn't say that. His tongue keeps falling out to the side. There's no teeth to keep it in. Oh, yeah, but is it? Is it the side that his head's leaning to? Yeah, it just lolls out. But... That's going to look even cuter now. <laughs> Sorry, Kipper. Oh, we're being so mean. He's, he's, he's grumpy. Um, oh. Kipper, we've got a new segment involving you. We're not getting people with audio clips now. We're, people are writing in and there's Kipper's mailbag. Wow. So, Kipper... We have a question from Squeaky. Hello, Squeaky. Hello, Squeaky. Squeaky would like to know, does she burn more calories sitting or standing during her commute? Oh. That's an interesting question. Well, I'm going to guess standing because you're moving, aren't you? I would think so. you're having to use your core muscles. Yes, otherwise you're going to fall over. At work, there was a... A sign outside the lift that said you burn three times as many calories walking the stairs than you do taking the lift. And I just thought, oh, so I still burn calories in the lift. <laughs> because if you didn't burn any, three times zero is zero. So I must be burning some calories in the lift. You must be. So that's brilliant. So I just took, I just took the lift more often. And just catch up on the amount of calories. That yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, Kipper, what do you think? So, Kipper thinks standing marginally will burn more calories. Well, I think I can't, I can't fall asleep when I'm standing up. Oh, I can. Can you? Yeah, I was I had to stand up on the train the other day. I fell asleep on that trike, didn't I, when we were on <laughs> holiday? Yeah, but you were sitting down. I know, I know. That was it. Once I sit down, I fall asleep. After working night shifts, I've quite often fallen asleep standing up on the train on the way home. Oh, right, okay. I have to wedge myself in somewhere so that I can lean on something if the train is full. Have you ever seen other people fall asleep? No. Okay, just checking. Because I've not really seen people falling asleep while they're standing up. Unless they're narcoleptic. Yeah, and then they usually fall over. (laughs) No, I don't manage to fall over, but I can fall asleep. Thank you, Kipper. I hope you're uh, feeling a lot better the next time. Yeah, Kips, go and get some rest. And if anybody else has any questions for Kipper's mailbag, then they can send them to us on uh, Twitter at RoughDraftPod or send us an email at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. That was very nicely done. Stopwatch ready! Mum, ready! It's time for... Mum's Minute Record! Hello, Mum. Hello, adjudicator from the uh, records. Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you. Okay. So, Mum, Jeremy is here to adjudicate your world record attempt. Okay? Hello, Mum. This is Jeremy. I'm hopefully he should be here. Oh, Jeremy, you're going to have to go over there. Hang on, give us a second. He'll be there in a minute. 
He's knocking on the door now. Is that Mum? Uh, it's me. Hello, Mum. It's lovely to see you there. Yes, this is Jeremy. Pleasure to see you. I'm I'm here from the Guinness Book of uh, World Records. I'm adjudicating this uh, record. Uh, are you quite uh, okay at the moment? I'm very well. I'm I'm excited. I get that a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> so, Mum. You don't know what your world record attempt is yet, do you? No. The, your world record attempt is how many toes can you suck in a minute? Okay. Okay. And no one's ever set this world record before, so however many you suck, that will be the record. But don't just suck one. And you can suck anybody's toes. It doesn't have to be yours. It can be Jeremy's. That's why I've sent him to you. No, that, that, that is quite right. Um <laughs> Have I got to get his shoes off first? Je- Jeremy has, co- has, has come unshoed. I've come unshoed uh, for this. Uh, as, as a Guinness Book of Records adjudicator, I always like to encourage uh, records. So my feet are bare, but bear in mind that they are covered in mud as I didn't wear them en route to your house. All right, I'm just wearing my lips. <laughs> Good. Jeremy? Yes? Assume the position. Okay, I'm just going to take a seat onto this uh, little wicker basket that you have next to uh, Belle, the lovely dog. Here we go. Upsy-daisy. So how long have I got? you got... You'll have a minute. Do you know the only thing here is... What? I don't think I can get to my own feet. Well, you can suck the same toe more than once. And you can suck Belle's toes, don't forget. All right, Belle, are you ready? We're doing you first. Okay. Okay, and I've got the dog. So, Jeremy, when you're ready... On your back. Count down. Okay, Mum, get ready. Five. Yep, I'm ready. Four, three, two, one. Suck toes! Oh, yes, very good. Oh, remember you're sucking toes now, Mum. Oh, Oh, no, 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 that's the Good. dog's tail, boy. What's going on? Lovely, lovely, yes, yes. Remember, I want a whole toe suck, not a partial suck. Hang on, right, you, Jeremy. Um, very good, very good. Okay, all with the teeth, yes. Lovely. <laughs> Don't forget Belle's there as well. She's got how many toes? She's got about... Come on, come on, you've got 20 seconds left. 20 Keep seconds. sucking those toes. Very good. Oh. Don't forget, have a glass of water if you're drying up there now, Mum. Okay, last ten seconds now. Really put those hard yards in. Very good. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop sucking. Okay. Stop sucking. Thank you. Very good. Well done. Okay, Jeremy. I think my lips have fallen off. (laughs) Jeremy, can you tell us the official record for... Most toes sucked in a minute. I can indeed. Uh, this is the official number. You sucked 31 toes. Way! Well done. Congratulations. That's over one toe. A... Two seconds. Two seconds. One toe every two seconds. Very good, Mum. Yes, but I like to do a proper job. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Fant- Jeremy. You're welcome. Fantastic work, Mum. Okay, thanks, Jeremy. You can come back now. Thank you. Bye-bye, Mum. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Right then, so I'm a world record holder. Yes. I'd like uh, videos of anybody attempting that record because I'd like someone to beat that. Every week if I do a record, 
we'll like somebody to beat it. Exactly. So 31 toes could be quite beatable in the right circumstances. Yes. And if anybody has any other ideas of records that you could try and beat, uh, they should let us know. Right then. Okay. So thank you for the for an ep- another episode. I will end this by telling you a little story about a man who lives in a castle. He's a king. All right then. But he has no money. Oh. But he doesn't need it. This is the man who's lived in a sand castle on a Brazil beach for twenty two years. How big is it? Three square meters. Is it made of like sand and cement? No. It's made of sand. He um, has been living in this sand castle on the beach in Brazil for 22 years. Every day he has to fix it because the the tide washes a bit of it away. And uh, it's all just pure sand. But he says it gets really hot. It holds the heat in a lot. So often at night he can't sleep in it because it's too hot. I'd have thought a sand castle would be really cold. Yeah, not in Brazil though. And I'm going to look up now his uh, sandcastle. Oh, it's beautiful. It's really lovely. His name is... I forgot to tell you his name. His name is Marcio Mizael Matolias. And he looks ever so pleased with it. He basically, the inside is just books. So he's got a mattress, loads of books in his sandcastle. And he lives there. It seems like a lovely life. Does nobody ever go and wreck it? Doesn't look like it. I think people might even give him a little bit of money to keep it going. He lives He lives in quite an expensive area of the beach, but he doesn't pay any rent because he lives on the beach. I don't think they'd be allowed to do that in this country. Uh, well, you wouldn't really. Uh, uh, you're not allowed to live on the beach, are you? No, you're not, because all the beaches really belong to the council, don't they? Yeah. Would you live in a sandcastle? Um, I'm going to have a look at his sandcastle. Let's have a look. The Brazilian man who lives in a sandcastle. Oh, my goodness. That is a sandcastle. It's nice, isn't it? My goodness. When you said sandcastle. (laughs) So he actually is a sandcastle sculpture. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a be- It's not just like a pile of sand. It's a proper lovely castle with turrets and flags and, and he sleeps inside it. Wow. Yeah, you've got to have a look at that, peoples. That is amazing. So it just goes to show you don't need a lot of money to live a nice life. But it would be nice if you had a bit of money as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, so. <laughs> and uh, should we leave it at that? That'll do us, I think, for today. I think so. Great start to the new series. We've put the world to rights. (laughs) Indeed we have. I've got a good story next time from Illustrated Police News. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's about the bloke who was ripped to death by ferrets. Oh. Yeah, I just thought I'd get you prepared now. And on that cheery note... Yay! Let's go! Goodbye, folks! Bye! Bye! It's the end of the podcast, it is very sad But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone 
The Rough Giraffe Podcast. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. This podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more.